Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. My hallelujah is coming from a place of knowing what God brought me from. Knowing due to the ways how I thought was best to do things and live certain lifestyles to be transformed to my true identity in Christ. Know who I really am by knowing who he really is. Know what I have a right to. That type of hallelujah. Still having a hallelujah when you don't know what else to do but say. It times you don't even know what to say. Just do. Do what you know what's best to do. I know what it's like to have times where you don't even know where you want to get your next meal. And you know that God is your provider. But in the natural, you're still hungry. Stomach's still growling. And here comes God preparing a meal before you. Showing out because he showed up. I know what it's like to have an ache and a pain And I just stir myself up And say by his stripes You said I was made healed You said but it still hurts my Lord I still feel the pain my God I know what it's like To see the word And see others live the word And I was struggling to come on that side not even aware I'm already on that side because I also got up. When I say hallelujah, I mean hallelujah. It's okay to testify of the goodness, but it's not okay to forget because you're ashamed. I can never be ashamed. Times in my car, in my very own car, was my house. Was my job? Was my everything at the time in the natural to able to do everything in there in the natural? But still had a press, still had a praise, still had a giving of thanks. I know what it's like to have a worldly addiction. It don't always have to be necessary drinking and smoking. It could be exaggeration, insecurity, not telling the truth, easy to be moved, like to gossip. Hallelujah. Covetness is very bad, but we didn't know it was bad to covet thy neighbor. To what would somebody else have? You're not created nor designed to what would someone else has. Because God has something for you. This is if God don't have anything for you. By you sitting there putting your attention in that portion of what God has to release unto you. About what he did unto them. But he also has something for you. You don't know that because you don't have a relationship with him. I know what it's like to say, God, where are you? I know what it's like to say, God, you're taking too long. I know what it's like to want to quit. I know what it's like to want to faint. And I also know what it's like to say hallelujah in the pits. I know what it's like to want to, you know, distance myself from other people. Not want to be involved. Don't want to hear what you got to say. Don't want to see what you're about to do. 
I know what it's like to disregard. But when you're in a place where you don't know what else to do, what else to say, tears roll down your face, you up at night, you know the word, you live the word, but something just happened upon you that's against what you believe in. And it happens to us all, and it's called a trial, and it's called a tribulation. I know what it's like to lose a loved one and try to use the word to call them forth and they still go home. Come on, somebody. Just because it seemed good, it don't mean that it's for your good. Whatever door may be closed in your face or opportunity that you have before you that just just didn't work out for you, it does not mean that you were wrong, that you weren't good enough, you weren't smart enough, you're not educated enough. It doesn't mean that it just wasn't for you. It may not be for you at the time. I know what it's like to be hungry, to be thirsty, to have sleepless nights, to worry about how you're going to pay this bill. But think about all of that. When you're bound, you're bound. You are a slave to sin when you are bound. You don't even know why you do the things that you do when you're bound. It just actually seems like it's okay to do when you're bound. It's okay to smoke cigarettes and go to church. It's okay to go to the club and then go to church because no one can judge me. God can't even judge me because God's so merciful towards me. He knows my heart. Therefore, it's okay for me to do what I do and still show up in the house because I know he loved me. I know he cared about me because he spared me all the time because you are a slave to sin. And that's why you talk the way you do in that way. Making excuses as to doing what you do, what you know is not right. That's called bound. I love in Romans 7 how Paul put it so bound by sin, such a slave to sin that it seems so right to do. But you have no control over your actions because you just keep doing wrong. When then the wrong begin to seem like it's a law to do right. But we've been brought back under the law, not even under the law anymore of the world. But we're under the law due to God's grace. Under the law of grace. Sanctification. Now I love how he used the, you know, example of a woman and a wife. The same as you get married by law. You are married to that man by law. And if you marry another man, you committed adultery by law. But if something happened to that man and that man dies, you can marry again by law. Because the law of the marriage is no longer in effect because he's no longer here. The same as the gospel. When you brought back into the hands of God, under the grace of God, sanctified by God, you are under the law of his grace. And that's why you're able to stand in the midst of a storm. Not just by the words that you say Because you only say what he already said You're re-saying what he said And that's all we need to say Is what he said No other words Because we under his law His law of grace 
Grace is you not having the ability to do anything on your own. It's all God moving on your behalf. For an example, I might not have no change to get on a plane to go do the prophecy work that God called me to do. But as soon as I get to the airport, they say, come with me. You get first class. That's called grace. When you're not able to do, it's all God. Favor goes hand in hand with grace. You're favored because of God's grace. So favorable. Manifestation. Manifestations. Manifestations. Comes to pass. Comes to pass. With your confidence. Because it brings it to pass. Due to your determination to see it come to pass. Does that mean when you don't see it, when you're ready for it to show up, that your faith begin to fall? No. You continue to expect the unexpected. It's the building of your character. Because every situation that has your name on it, every opportunity that has your name on it, every connection that has your name on it, every location, every place, every good work that has your name on it, has a specific day and a specific time for it to manifest into your life. But until you see the manifestation, carry all joy, expect the unexpected, and still declare the creed, it is my season, it is my time, since you got up on the third day, it's been your season. It's been your time. I will never, I can never forget what it's like to have a need and not even look up to the Lord to be my shepherd and I shall have no wants. But I've been adopted back. My mind has been adopted back. My soul been adopted back. My spirit been adopted back. Therefore, I love words like therefore. That means there's something else to come after that. Therefore, I'm going to say this, but therefore, I'm under the law of his grace. You understand? You either bound or you're free. You cannot say you're free. And have a care. You're not supposed to care. And in a sense of when God say care. He may worry. Take too much thought. Off of what he's supposed to do. Because when you think about it too much. You take your attention off of him doing it. So now you realize how you're going to get it done. Now you became your own shepherd. And that's why you're going to have a need. And also have a want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Under the law of grace. Grace. I love how Paul say in all Romans. <laughs> every chapter in Romans. I'm a slave to sin. I mean I'm a slave unto the grace of God. I'm a slave to Christ. Excuse me. I was a slave to sin. He was. Keyword was. A slave to sin. And now I'm a slave of Christ. I greet you, brothers. I greet you, sisters. It brings me such joy to see you witness the gospel, to see the gospel be spread. Before he said anything, I am a slave unto Christ. 
whatever he want me to do, I do unto him. I don't have no thoughts of my own. I don't do any deeds of my own. I only do everything that I do that you see, that you hear, you understand it's unto Christ. You understand? I love that. I love that. So bound. You know what it's like to do things that you know you're not supposed to do, but you make excuses as to it's okay to do so because God still know you. God still love you. God still for you. You still talk to him. You still feel him. You still experience him. Not just him, the son and Holy Spirit. Heavenly host, you see angels moving on your behalf. He's sparing you and sparing you and you're still doing what you want to do, but you make up excuses as to it's okay to do. It's not okay to cuss. It's okay to say words like ass. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Hearing great leaders say the word ass more than ever before. Not even talking about a donkey's ass. Not even God's way of saying ass. Saying things like I'm going to beat that ass. I'm dead ass. Do you understand? Jesus. But see, it's okay to do so. Because you're under the law of sin and you are bound. When you're bound, you're not even aware that you're bound. That's the key of the point of Satan trying to release over you. And that's why Christ took the keys back. The keys of death. They transformed. Now we have every key of every opportunity that becomes available unto us as children of God, as being bought back, having a blood bought right. The offspring of God. No one's bound and going to come in. Confess that they are bound and do nothing about being bound. You'll just say things like, I know I need to change my attitude. I'm not even change the things that I say or how I treat people. I'm not even sow more into the kingdom. I'm not even give my tithes more. I know I need to watch what I do. But when you're really bound, you say things like, I'm going to do what I want to do. But not around certain people. So I'm gonna stop closing myself up around certain people. Because I don't want them to be, I don't want to be exposed as to what I'm doing, which I know it's not right, but I don't care. You have attitude, people have attitudes like I don't care. So what? What are they gonna do to me? They can't judge me. They once too did what I did or do what I'm doing. That's why I'll be around the people now. That's why I'll go to church now. That's why I'll do what I do now, what I used to do. I don't do that no more now because too many people got something to say. And many of us hide because of the sayings. That means that you're bothered. What sums up to be that you're still bound. Bound is the opposite of being free. If you're bothered about anything, you are not free. 
If you care about anything, you are not free. The purpose to this message is not for you to feel condemned or convicted. It's for you to mature and say, if it's applied to me, I'm going to make the change right now. That's what the gospel is about. It's good news, not bad news. Have to be so hungry enough. Hunger is nothing but a level of maturity. I know I need. I know I need. I know I need God. I need God's word. I need God's correction. I need to be convicted. I need to grow up. Not just I need to level up and level. I need to grow up in order to know I can level up. I need to do better. I need to talk better to people. I need to treat people better. I need to go back to church. I need to get out my feelings. Stop getting so mad when I see things wrong. Stop trying to compete. Stop trying to compare. Stop what other people have. If it applies to me, Lord, help me. And if I don't believe, as I always be used to say, Lord, help my unbelief. My God. My God. My God. A lot of my high school friends, they messaged me a lot. And I said to God, I laughed at one of them because we reminisced. Remember we used to hook school and go to such and such place all the time? Yeah, I remember that. And I said to myself, oh God, look how they see me now. And God said, it's not much of a difference actually. They're not like, whoa, we, we didn't expect like it's such a shock to see that you ministered the gospel. No one's like, oh wow, if you could do that to her, it's not so much of that in your case. Because you always had a great personality. You always had a great character. You always conducted yourself very nice, very well. You always lifted up other people. You always gave. You always inspired. You were always motivated. They're not surprised that you still do what you just was doing. You just came up higher in the area of doing it. And you know how to do it well. Because you're doing it right. Because you're doing it by me and not the way you think it should be done. You understand? God said the reason they see the change in you is actually due you coming from a place mentally, poverty to a place of prosperity. That's the change that they see in your life. It's not that, you know we see somebody like for example Paul. They was like, oh if I know that Paul, if God delivered Paul, I know he can deliver everybody. It wasn't like that for me. I was always, you know, a nice, you know, a sweet person. You are too, Paul. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I was always a giver, you know, always, you know, had God name in the mix, you know. Always love, always cared about people all the time. That's, you know, it's just in me to do that. But my, well, get them to know that God is real and God is able is when they see my place of living from, living from one place of my mind, my mental, you know, instability was in the area of poverty and now I'm receiving, due to my mental and my mentee being stable, they see the prosperity. You understand? That, the different areas of your life, the transformation could cause others to be set free. And my mind is basically, you know, something to say, is from poverty to prosperity. It's not from murdering to loving. It's not from disrespectful to being respectful. It's actually from a mental place of being in poverty to now receiving God's prosperity over my life. And he's opened up doors that no man can ever close. And upon you too, the atmosphere is so, ooh, so powerful right now. So powerful. God said to me, I'm done. He said, I'm done. 
I'm done. On your behalf, I'm done. On everything you will ever do, being in this earth, until your assignment is over. And let me remind you, you will not leave this earth until your assignment is over. Because we received that declaration. We received that. Because you believe that. And you're going to have what you say. So let me say unto you again. Let me say unto you again. I am done on the behalf of every area in your life. Everything that you will ever accomplish. Every move you have ever made. Things you're not even aware of that's going to take place. All the miraculously things happening miraculously. Happening miraculously. On pondering miraculously. Miraculously. <laughs> you understand. All the exceedingly abundant but what you're going to ask me to think. All the replenishing. All the fruitless. Everything. All the fruit. All the giftings. Everything that I place within you to come to pass, I am done. And you know how that put you in a place of just, you know, being so at ease. You know why? Because you don't have to do it or get it done. It's one thing to wait for somebody to get something done. It's already done. So all I'm doing is waiting for the right time for it to fall in place and come to pass. So that's let me know right now. It's coming to pass. Everything I can ever want to accomplish come in the past. He said, I'm done. And then he said, I'm good. Jesus. <laughs> ah. Father. Jesus. Jesus. My God. Consider your world rocked. My God. Jesus. I know what it's like. Those times, guys, I'm telling you, before the pandemic, I was like, I don't know what else to do. I don't want to go to church. I don't want them to see me like this. I've never been like this before. I've never been so low before. God. My God. And it's not easy. It's not easy. You understand? And God's still pulling me away to himself. There's no shoulder to cry on but God's. God will shut your mouth up. This don't belong to anybody else's ears. You don't tell nobody what's going on. I'm up to something. You be quiet and just speak unto me. Don't even tell your mother. Don't tell your grandmother. Don't even look up to no one in the kingdom and try to confess what you think going on. Because I don't want you to rob yourself from my glory by saying something that you shouldn't say. So just be quiet. God was like, I'm not moved by your drinking. I'm not moved by your smoking. I'm moved by every word I've ever seen out of my mouth concerning you. I'm with you when you go in the store. I'm with you when you walk out the store. I'm with you when you put the bottle to your mouth. Put the cigarette to your mouth. Put the joint to your mouth. Jesus. And that was in the past with the joints. I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't do the weed thing. I just couldn't do that. I'm all, you know, I'm, 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 I'm just explain. I couldn't never do weed. I mean, I used to, but I'm just trying to say recently when he delivered me, I couldn't do weed, y'all. I just could not. I thank God. Ain't nothing to brag about. I'm just saying, like, with my anointing, and with that high, it doesn't work. I'm trying to tell you, it doesn't work. I'm already beyond this world. You understand? 
and they gonna give me a substitute and make you feel like you beyond this world. It's like both worlds clash like whoop, like I wasn't even here. I'm on Mars, I'm, I'm in space somewhere. I'm trying to tell you, and it felt like it every time. I said, I can't do this. I can't do it. It can take only one puff of a joint. One puff. Oh, God. I'm in that place again. Oh, God. I'm on, uh, I see Pluto. I see Saturn. I see Jupiter. My God. They said, no, you had that ooh wee. No, I had that ooh no, no. No. No, I can't do it. Not with my anointing. And no one should do it, honestly. But I'm not against no one who does. My message is not for you to stop smoking weed. My message is not for you to stop drinking, stop clubbing, to stop doing anything. My message is when Christ got up, we got up. <laughs> you are free indeed. Get to know who God is so you get to know who you are. I have great news. You understand? I'd rather, I'd rather be around people who go to the club and have a great personality and be around those who be in the church who call themselves saints with a nasty attitude. You better hear me. You better hear me. I'd rather go to someone's place who live in a hut than go to someone's mansion who think they got it like that. I'm trying to tell you. I love the fact that I can adapt. I know what it's like to live in a place and it don't look well put together. People always don't want to come and fellowship at my home all the time. No, we got to go to somebody else's house. I'm being honest, guys. I can testify the goodness of the Lord. My apartment, I'm going to tell you, at the time, it was very an old building. But all they do is just like they remodel by just repainting the walls. They don't fix the problem. They just add to the problem by trying to dress it up. So you can tell that it's an old building. And actually, the building I was in was the building that my mom and dad moved in when they got married. And that's before me. <laughs> and they were like, you're in the same building. Oh, God, that build, building still standing. Oh, God. And the building was like dysfunctional, guys. <laughs> and, you know, it was a mouse problem. It was, you know, a mice problem in the building. And I, I just, oh, God, I was so afraid. I was so afraid. It's like they were everywhere in the building. You can hear them in the walls. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to lay on that side of the room. My son was like four or five. He, you know, he's a, I made him the man of the house very early. You the man of the house, go in the kitchen before I go in there. Do you see anything, son? No, I don't see anything, mom. Okay. All right, okay. Before I go to the bathroom, come here, son. Come here, DJ, get up. Mom, I'm tired. Get up, boy. If I get the belt. Thanks, son. You see anything in the bathroom? No, it was like that for about seven years. I'm trying to tell you guys every day. Son, come here. You see anything? No, okay. My God. And people always be like, oh, cute, the presence of God. Oh, the presence was definitely there. I'm trying to tell you. And the presence actually scared the mouse away, the mice away. I'm trying to tell you. They scared them away. They didn't want to come. You understand? Jesus. Woke up to a bat in my face. All kinds of things in that apartment. My God. And I was like, Jesus, very nice apartment. Very, because I furnished it very well and I'm very clean. But you can't have the condition of the building, of the maintenance. If they're not c controlling, you know, the problem is going to continue to go on no matter how clean your house is. So my house is just clean, filled with mice. Exactly. And I was just like, Jesus. And they'd be like, Q, we're going to fellowship over yours this weekend. No, you ain't. No, you won't. You ain't coming over here. Not coming over here. They be like, we go to everybody, can we like we go to the present God we know is in your home? Not coming over here. We're gonna go somewhere else. 
But I thank God, though, guys, that he put in everyone's heart not to ask to come to my home. Because he already knew. He didn't want to put me in a situation where I have them feel like they're not invited. Or I think I'm too better to have them in. Because people could think that. Oh, I can't go to your house. What's so good about your house? It's not that. It's the fact that, you know, I don't want y'all to experience what I be experiencing. You know what I'm saying? It was just like that in my house. You know, I don't want y'all to see. I don't want no mouse to pop out while y'all in there. We praying. You're like, oh, God. That's how it was with me. <laughs> Jeez. I, I couldn't help the situation. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't getting no tracks because I don't know how to do that stuff. And I definitely don't want to hit and snap. Oh, God, that means there's something right there. Oh, and that guy get up and get it and put it in the track. No. Come here, son. Oh, God. I thank God for my son. He became a man very early. I'm trying to tell you. In the area of protecting the home. I understand. And no one asked to come and fellowship in my home. I was so glad. I was so glad. You understand? And then one day God said to me, Are you ashamed? I said, Am I what? Are you ashamed? I said, no, I'm not ashamed. I'm going to come into this problem. God said, thank you for being honest. I just wanted you to be honest. And you are honest. I mean, how would I be honest to you and lie to God? It don't make sense. And he already know I'm not telling the truth. So if I'm being honest to him, then I also can know how to be honest unto you. You understand? But I was like, y'all ain't coming to my house. Oh, no, nah, we ain't doing that one. <laughs> y'all ain't coming here. But now, where I'm at, y'all come on, you want to come on. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. that. Kumbaya. It been times that I wasn't I wasn't always this clean. I wasn't never a person that was junky. But you know, I would just, you know, do things like under the bed. Oh God, God, I be testifying today. Oh God. You know, I was a little cluttery. I was a little cluttery. Man, forgive me, God. I was a lot cluttery. I was I was very cluttery. Oh God. You know, I was very cluttery. But I, you know, I still did, you know. I'm just cluttery, man. Ain't no excuse to that one. I was very cluttery. And I always saved things. Always, you would find me with things that I had when I was five years old. What are you still doing with this? You can't even fit this no more. What you still got this? You still got this writing? You still got this book? This, this, this that? Stuff you pulled to throw in the trash. I wasn't no hoarder, though, guys. I just kept a closet with things. I ain't keep no whole apartment with nothing. I just kept one little closet. It's had a lot of things back from 1980. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God. Jesus. And I was like, okay, God. And I said, okay, God, I'm not going to be like that. You know when people are to come over your house, you got to clean up. And I said, God, I'm tired of cleaning up before people come to my house. It should already be clean. And when I made that, you know, I was about, what, 18? And I made that request made known to God. I said, God, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to have to rush home to clean up for somebody to come to my home and got to buy clean things so they can lay on clean things and be a part of clean things. No, I wanted to already be that way. You gotta say, okay, get rid of all this. <laughs> Throw all this away. I said, okay, and he helped me. And ever since then, I've been so neat. And don't get me wrong, I might throw my shoes around. You understand? But it ain't gonna stay there. It's, it's definitely not. Everything has to be clean with me. Fidget, I mean, things that you might find that's not clean in other people's homes, like refrigerators and bathrooms, those are the cleanest in my home. It has to remain. Every area has to remain the same type of clean. I don't care if it's in the closet, in the basement. It will definitely be in order. You understand? No dirt, no no. I can't stand it. I can't stand it because God took me away from that way of living. And I thank God for me to testify because things don't happen overnight. I'm not going to be a person in front of you and act as if I've always been this way. No, for those who are this way trying to get out of being that way, this will happen to me. And when you testify, that's how God receives his glory. You understand? Not that way anymore. 
I thank God for that. I used to overeat so much. And, and then God introduced me yesterday um, even more in a level because I already, I already knew, you know, Levi, Levi, uh, Leviathan, the demon Leviathan, he's known for lazy. No, excuse me. I got to say it right. Excuse me. It's not Leviathan. Leviathan is known for, oh God. Just sing a song real quick while I find. Uh, Leviathan is not Leviathan. Which one is it? Okay, Leviathan is of envy. Okay, Belphegar is of laziness. God, if you want to say it, you got to say it right. If you got to go to your notes, say it right in the atmosphere because they are also listening. Belphegar is known for laziness. And I was never really a lazy person, but um, thank you, Father. Beelzebub, that's the one who I want to talk about. Beelzebub is the one for gluttony, the one known for indulgence, especially in food, especially in food, especially in natural food, because he's trying to rob you from eating spiritually. If you're full naturally, you're not going to tap into Excuse me, guys. I supposed to be working out right now. Oh, God. I can't mute the, the uh, alarms. He's, and he says, you know, if you ate a lot in the natural, you're not going to want to eat much in the spiritual realm because you're, now your natural body is affected by the fortis. Now you even want to lay down or relax. You're not going to want to sit up and pray. You're not going to want to praise. You're not supposed to actually jump up and down when you just had something so full and you overly ate. And I used to always overly eat a lot. I used to get it in, go to buffets and overeat all the time. Had that fullness in my belly all the time. You don't have to eat to get full. It's okay to feast, but you don't eat to get full. You eat to be okay to make it to the next, you know, the next place. You know, it's okay to be full, but just don't overdo it if you want to get what I'm really saying. Walk around so full and you don't want to do nothing but lay down. How many times have I done that? Not even knowing that that's an attack of Beelzebub. I don't even feel like reading or getting up to do nothing. You want to you want to go somewhere? No, I'm full. I'm tired. You understand? That's what it's tough to do. And then he comes hand in hand, and here comes, you know, Belphegor, laziness. Here comes the fullness of, of greed of food, and here comes the laziness that, that you know come along with that. Hallelujah. I just want to get up here very quickly, just lift up my hands and say, thank you, Father. It's been times when I didn't have, I had to spend all my money, my um, paycheck on hotels. And the hotels was like 160 a night. And I'm like, God darn, dude. 160 a night? And I got to check out what time in the morning? Are you kidding me? I'm not checking out at 12. I just gave you one. I'm checking out at 3, 4, 5. No, you got to check out. You understand? That lifestyle for over a year. And I'm just like, you know, giving my son all the food. Making sure he has. And I noticed I start losing too much weight. He start gaining too much weight. So we got to make this half and half. I'm feeding you too much and I'm not eating at all. We both got to share this thing. Jesus. And I thank God, my son, out of all that I know, see, I know about the struggle. My son don't have no idea about what a struggle is. If it happened to him, he feels as though it was supposed to happen. That's how he lived. 
I'm trying to tell you. Raise a child in the way they should go. He don't know what a struggle is. Whole time we barely making it. He thinking it has to happen. It's supposed to happen if it's happening to me. And with the mentality, if God did it before, I'm, I don't never have to cry and wonder, are we going to eat? I'm wondering. He's not wondering because he know God fed me before. He always feed me. He's not going to let me go hungry. That's how he thinks. Because he raised in the way he should go. You understand? I thank God for that. He acts before he do anything because you better. <laughs> Simply because of that. Ain't no fancy way around that because you better at it. You understand? You don't do anything in here without asking me. I don't care what it is. All that you can do without asking is go to the bathroom. That's it. Everything else you must ask. You understand? And that's how it's supposed to be. Because what you just done is being accounted for. You understand? I'm not a stern. I'm stern. I'm very fair. I'm very firm. I love to play, but I teach my child it's a time for everything. And I notice sometimes that when I slack up and play a little too much with him, thinking that I'm being too hard, so I'm going to ease up. I notice he's like a child, you cannot do that. You can't even think that way. Because they're here beginning to slack. So I have to stay on top. You understand? You have to learn your kids. Every child don't have to be that way. Some kids, you only have to stay on top of They know exactly what to do. My child, one of them. But if you, if you choose to stay away from being on top for too long, you're going to see a difference. It's going to be some slack. And I think that's for every child, seriously. <laughs> if you give me leeway, some kids going to take it. You understand? Even when I was a child, we used to be like, let's see if, let's see if my mom... See if she drinking wine today. She drinking wine. Oh, we get to go, we get to go outside. We ain't got to do our homework. We get to go outside. But I always did mine before I, you know, went home. Because I wanted to go home and soak with God. But I had times. I had times when I went outside and played. Come on now. I didn't just always, you know, dwell in the place always like that. You know, with the heavenly host. I did have friends. I rode my bike. I went out double dutch, chili, and all of that. Still did things like that. Of course I did. I don't want to get the wrong idea. I grew up just like, you know what I'm saying, straight in the dwelling place. Didn't do nothing else. No, that'd be a lie. You'll see a picture of me chinning the heartbeat. <laughs> chinning the heartbeat, I'm trying to tell you. That's why it's so good to be honest. You don't want to lie about anything or exaggerate anything because when it comes to the surface, you want to look very, very, you know, embarrassed. You don't want to say, you know, like for example, a certain person, a very influential person just got caught on the camera for saying they never had a chance to have fun when they were kids. They never had fun. They never had a bike. They not ride a bike. Someone found a picture of them riding a bike with their father and brother. Oh, I thought you were not riding a bike. I thought you were riding a bike. Caught that man just like that from the whole, you know, world to see like that. And burst them like that. They ain't had to do that. <laughs> but they did. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. But they did that, though. People would do things like that. They would do things like that. That's why you got to protect yourself. <coughs> By being honest. You ain't got, excuse me guys for coffee. I'm trying to drink and talk. You can't, you don't have to say everything. You don't tell everybody everything. You don't have to explain yourself either. You understand? But if you do everything unto the Lord and be led to do it by God, you'll be fine. God showed me a silver spoon. <clears throat> I thank you, Father. I'm going to tell you what you mean by that. Naturally, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. But... I have a silver spoon in my mouth now. Meaning that everything 
that I went through, it worked out for my good. Experience the goodness of life. You know, I was sort of in a family where everything had to be perfect in Jewism. It had to be perfect. One time we dropped the Bible. Oh, God, we got a, we got in trouble so bad. It was an accident. God not mad. God just pick it up and keep it moving. Oh, God. It was, oh, we, we could have got stoned to death. We dropped that Bible. Things like that it had to be so perfect. And I was like, I can't be like this. I can't. Like, I eliminated myself already from the, from the religion. It was like, you can't eat nothing great. That's the best flavors. Oh, no, I'm out of this one. <laughs> you can't eat no scavengers. That means shrimps, crabs. Oh, my, I'm definitely gone. See y'all. All right, peace, deuce. You know what I'm saying? Can't wear no pants. Oh, no. Cold in the winter time like that. Can't wear no makeup. Can't wear no weed. Can't do this. And all the women are still sitting there single today. Like the virgins without the, the light on the lamps. Just sitting there while the bride and groom, they already had a celebration. Y'all still sitting outside the door. In your 50s. Come on, guys. That's why it's so important to preach the gospel. And all of a year, all of a sudden, they begin to look at the God and the freedom in me. It may look like I'm just putting up a post on Facebook. That's my only way of communicating with a lot of people in my family. And they're watching. And God's restoring. That's why I said that he'll move the way he want to move. It may look like you just posting on Facebook. It's so much more than that. When God tells you to do something, you do it. You only got to wonder why you actually just do it. Now I got family calling me. I'm going to fill it. My family on my mother's side from Philadelphia. Father's side from D.C. So my family, everybody, a lot of people on my mother's side, they in ministry. So, you know, they just, you know, ministering a lot. You know, preaching a lot over there on that side of the family. Father's side too. The mother's side, they, you know, more globally with it. So I'm going to Philadelphia. But next month, my uncle, make sure he's there. Make sure you be there. Every time I come, he always got to put me out there. They go to my niece right there, the green line. I said, I ain't even on the green line no more. Once you... Once guys, you possess the green line, the green line is always yours because the green line belongs to God. And God used you to take it back. Therefore, you still the green line preaching. Everybody, look at my niece. There she go right there. Turn around and look. Bam. He do things like that. I'd be like, before I get there, I'm like, don't, um, don't say um, don't say nothing. And then he doesn't see me on Facebook. Y'all need to go on Facebook. <laughs> look at how God, he do things like that. And you'll be happy that you know somebody see what God doing you through you. But I don't like spell like don't turn around and look at me. No. No. I'm not gonna just not go because he's gonna do something like that. You understand? But I, you know, I, I can, but I wouldn't do that. That wouldn't be right. But just don't call my name. I gotta tell my hand of time. Don't put me, don't say my name. And what if I say that he might do even more? So don't even just don't say nothing. Just sit somewhere where he don't even see you. And matter of fact, it is no way out of it. <laughs> If God wants to exalt you because you exalt him, why not? But remain humble. One thing about me, I will always, and I mean always, as much as I eat, as much as Jesus is Lord, I will always remain humble. I'm trying to tell you. I'm already rich. I'm still humble while I'm rich. I'm already famous. I'm still humble while I'm famous. I see the end down to the beginning. You understand? And when you live like that, God gives you confirmation of what you actually called to do and what he has for you. You begin to see, see glimpses of your future. And that's why he showed me different things like that. You give a birth to a baby boy. He's going to be filled. Filled. His anointing is in his hearing. This is what you must do. 
This is how you must teach. This is how you must observe. The next time. I didn't have to close up your womb. But I did. Because I already have written. A child within your belly. Who you were soon to give birth to. With such an anointing. And every child that we have are anointed. We are. But when you are called, you are called. So it's a mixture, a little bit of me and his dad. From, for that generation. That's powerful to me. That's powerful to me. And so much more things than just that. That God showed me what I'm going to do. You know, the movements and just traveling. And you guys are part of that. And I'm being a part of what God doing in you. God don't do nothing small. God. Jesus. Just from going from one place to a, a one place of living to another place of living. I didn't even know this was going to happen last year. I had no idea. But I know God is my help. Sitting in my car and being on a job for 15 years, the best worker for 15 years, went from everyone loving me to them secretly telling me I have to leave. For no reason. I knew it was, you know, God. And I know it couldn't have been the enemy because God overrules every demonic attack. You understand? When sin is, grace abound much more. And there's a lot of sin there. And here comes the grace of God. Call me off that Pacific job. So I didn't really have nothing to do with my time. So I sat in my car waiting for my son to get home from school. And our living situation was really jacked up. Because we you know, begin to lose everything. You understand? Jesus. It's just like I was doing ministry. And the guy who I was... You know, considering myself being married to at the time, we weren't on the same page about nothing. That's what happened when you rush in the wrong direction. I only known you for two and a half months. I, why should I even think to even marry you when I don't even care about marriage? I'm a type of female, it takes a long time to get to know me. I'm not an easy female, trust me. For some reason, I was just, you know, doing things I don't normally do. Marry you in two and a half months? I don't even know your middle name. And we both felt the same. We was like, what, what kind of marriage is this? When you begin to realize who I really am, what I stopped doing what I used to do, you like to do what? Preach. That ain't, that ain't nothing. That's never going to happen. What you mean? Go around the world and preach. Hey, you ain't got to do all that. Better get you a regular job. That is my regular job. He didn't understand the gospel. I didn't understand him. Hallelujah. Jesus. And God was there the entire time. So I'm in the car just wondering what am I going to do? Study drinking and try to figure out what I'm going to do. Hands up behind my head in the driver's seat. Didn't like driving, but I would drive. I can't stand it, but I'll do it if I have to. You understand? I thank God for my drivers now. I don't have to do it. You understand? Certain things just for certain people, I just don't like driving. That's just not my thing. I'm a deep thinker for one. I'm always in the zone. I'm always in the spirit. I'm always ahead of time. I'm concentrating ahead of time. And let alone try to focus on all these other things. It's no way I can do all of them at one time. And what I mean by that, I mean my mental stability. 
And don't get me wrong, if I get by the will, I get by the will. But I be in deep thought a lot. I can see a lot. I'm always seeing. God is always showing me something. I'm always seeing. Not saying that you're not. But I'm gifted to just see, 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 see. Even ahead of time. Jesus. And you have to give your full attention on the road. You understand? Not saying I would never get behind a wheel again. Of course I will. But when that time happened, that's when that time happened. As for now, I'm just being road, you know, written around. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. I thank God for allowing me to experience his love for me. You know, me who I am. The royalty of it. You understand? He showed me what peculiar looks like, feels like. You understand? Being a masterpiece. Go from being the least to the greatest. When I say greatest, amongst those who are also in the greatest. When he wrote the word greatest. Don't mean better. It just it, means that you became better. Not became better over someone else. You became better from one place to the next place. You're coming up higher. You're no longer back there. You're moving forward. That was the least in the past. Now you're amongst those who are great, who also have the same mindset as you. Same focus and determination as you. Ambition as you. Hallelujah. Now look what God is doing. Look what God is doing. Jesus. Turn everything around. Because I said one word. Yes. Yes. You know what it's like to live a way you know you're not supposed to live. But you're a good person. You're doing the best you can in that wrong state. But you know it's not supposed to happen. But you know the way out of the, the wrong state. You understand? And here come God on your behalf. And he was actually there the entire time. Even just by us figuring out or trying to figure out on our own about anything. Here come God. I think it should be done this way. Here come God. I think I should do this. Here come God. I don't know what else to do. Here come God. I'm about to give up. Here come God. And these kind of thoughts happen every day to people. And once we receive the good news and we receive, you know... Being under the law of grace, no longer under the law of sin, and being bound, we have to release what we know. And however he used us to release it. He might have you release yours through, you know, a poem, a portrait. You understand? A video. He had me right now releasing mine through, you know, audio. And do typing. <laughs> you understand? And going out sometimes, there's different ways how God can use you. Just let him do it. But I want those to agree with me who's listening. Give God some praise if you know what it's like to abase and also know what it's like to abound. Know what it's like to not have and know what it's like to have. To go from living this way to now living this way. From having your head down to now your head being lifted up high. From you not having a praise, now you having a praise that can't be contained. 
not having any source of income, they're looking up that God is your source. He shall supply all your needs. Hallelujah. However God wants to do so, that's how he do so. You understand? I'm going to tell you guys, God's got me just telling all my little business today. Telling all my little business, God. It's all good. When God told me about the man I was going to marry, the first thing I thought about is my living situation. I was like, Father, this is going to happen. Like, I don't know. This is going to have to be like at least, you know, 10 years from that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm looking at my life. I'm looking like, you know what I'm saying? What am I bringing to this man? I mean, what, what, what I have to bring to them? I mean, I'm looking at everything in the natural. I'm like, um, I mean, he ain't gonna know about my bank account. <laughs> he ain't gonna know about that. Because <laughs> some people actually get around people, sit around and talk about what you have and what you don't have. That's not the plan of God. That can rob you from your blessing. That's why God wouldn't even have me to go to no merch counseling. If you think you're gonna counsel me, you better be out of the mouth of God. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Because I can definitely counsel myself. And that's what's actually been happening. That you've been listening to the all that's been nothing but big counsel. Jesus. You understand? When you start by saying, what do you have? What do you have? What are you going to do about your future? How are you going to invest? What do you mean? I look upon the hills. Jesus. My help always comes from the Lord. No one's going to put a thought in my mind that I need to have when God is who all I need. He puts it in my hand and he takes it out of my hand. Do you understand? And what he takes is not supposed to be. And what he put is supposed to be all along. And that's how much I believe in him. So you're not even going to think even come close to rob me from what I know. So if you think that, don't do that. People do that all the time. And now you can't even walk in a fruition because they look at yourself from a natural point of view or how you want to take care of yourself when your life should be in his hands. You just robbed yourself of him even open up any door on your behalf. You understand? When you counsel someone, go to God and ask, what should you say? And guess what? That's how it all happens. When you guys come together and just worship God. That's how God moves. When he is in the midst, his name is being mentioned. Worship is present. Praise is present. You're open. You're available. You're ready. You're hungry. You're thirsty for more of his presence. Because you know you have the confirmation. Because he already downloaded unto you words of revelation. So here is our praise. You want to do a merch session with me? We coming together to praise. That's what our session is going to be about. Praise. And as we praise, here goes the answers. Here goes the answers. Here goes the provisions. I'm not sitting around documenting nothing on paper. I'm letting you know that will never be my testimony. I'm not sitting in one office talking about that may not be your testimony. I'm trying to tell you. Don't confuse yours with mine. I'm just, it's just not in my spirit to do any of that at all. And if I go in your office in a merge session, we're definitely coming together to worship. And as we worship, here goes the answers. Like I said once before, here goes the answers. Hallelujah. I looked at my son and said, I don't know what, what I have. What do I have to bring this man? And God said, do you know what you just said? Do you know what you just said? What do you have? Jesus. 
First of all, you have my fire. You have the fire of my Holy Ghost. You have my personality. You have my boldness. You have every fruit. You have determination. You have a vision. You have faith. You have power. You have authority. You have more than enough. He is well blessed. Blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond that measure. To have a woman like you. You understand. And so are you to have of him. I am the rock. I am the foundation. I am the vine. I am the shepherd. I am the healer. I am the deliverer. I am the way maker. I am the defender. I am the source. And once you have me, you have everything that come along with me. That's all you need. You understand. You have more than enough. And he knows that. My God. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for your goodness. I thank you for your deliverance. I thank you for using us to help others become free. Who already been made free. But become aware of the freedom. That they already have a right to. They don't have to buy it. And we're not going to go out here and make it sense they have to buy the freedom. That things don't happen when they say yes to you. That's not the truth of the message. That everything stops happening. Every trial goes away. Every storm goes away when you say yes to God. Throughout every trial, tribulation, this is what you do. You count it all joy. So I'm letting you know there will be another trial, tribulation. But you still have the power to declare against every child tribulation to remain under your feet. So when they try to arrive, you already know what to do. Jesus. The trials and tribulations are not set up to overtake you. You overtake them by your authority. It has no authority over you. You understand? So I thank you guys again for tuning in. I love you so much. You know, when God say testify, you testify. What he put in your heart to say, you say. You understand? I thank God for just using me to say whatever he want me to say. You know, effectively. Not disrespectfully. Never use me to call nobody out. He don't use me to disrespect nobody because I walk in love. If I'm forgiving you, why would I put you out there and let people know what you've done unto me? That's said as if I don't forgive you and I'm still angry. Come on now. Certain things is just not worth mentioning. You understand? But I know one thing. So many people at one time was doing things so much wrong to me. Then when they saw that I got up, they became afraid. Oh God, now she got a voice. Oh, just don't tell we did. Don't tell we did to you. Don't tell we deny you. Don't tell we disrespected you. Don't tell we lied on you. Don't tell we stole from you. Don't tell, don't tell. And here I am. I won't tell 
I won't tell. Come to me. I love you. I forgave you when you did it to me. Now you forgive you. Let's move on. Let's go. You understand? It's no, I'm pissed off you did this. No, I'm mature. Let's go. Greater is he who is in me. I'm about to say better is he. It is. Better is he. Greater is he who's in me than he who is in the world. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you.